We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. When you hit the snooze button, you're saying, I want to uh, put this off. I'm not ready for this right now, but today, hit the reset says, I'm ready. Yeah, give me something, okay? So um, hopefully I won't have to talk too loud and wake you up. But I don't know about you, but I love this city. I've been here a year now. There's one thing I don't completely love, and it is really a problem for me. It's an offense. It's the, it's the construction, how it starts. If you work in construction, I know it's not your fault. It's some of the planner. If you're the planner, I don't know. <laughs> Any given day, my sons or my daughter will say, they'll hear me in the car say, Why? I was going to tone it down, but I'm going to tell you what happened. Why are we having construction right here? You haven't finished. This over here. Do you know how long it's going to take us to get to school? Why did they do this? I don't understand. And look at this guy. He's not doing anything. I'm looking. And people think I am a nice guy, but I That's exactly how I talk when when I get it, when I when I'm looking at this construction. They're out of the room. I could. Uh, they were hoping to have them this day. The kids ministries today. My wife is as well. Is anyone with me? Like, like, just finish a project. Everybody, let's all do this project. Let's all finish Dublin, and let's finish Whitman, and let's finish Black. Wherever you want to finish, just do that all quick. And, um, and then this one wants the next. But um, there are plenty of reasons to get offended. There are plenty of reasons to get upset, and then you can get into some more serious issues. Um, and then it gets worse. But today, I don't want to give you a reason to be upset. It's a month of Thanksgiving. I want to give you a reason to uh, be happy. My son, Jacob, will say that I'm happy. Um, and I'm happy. You don't say it when you get something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to say, I'm happy that you're here, that you're out of your back. But we need a reason to be thankful. And I'll try not to give you other reasons. But I want to bring focus and peace. And reminders for our crowded lives that we're entering a season, and it shouldn't be a season that lasts all throughout the year, but a season that's supposed to be a time of giving thanks. It's supposed to be happy. Okay. The reset says, I want to figure this out right now. I want you to reset on your leader of your life, your love leader, the offenses against your loved ones, the criticism against your neighbor. Who is my neighbor? They asked. You look that one up yourself, what it says in the Bible about that. I don't know, maybe it's just that you're mad at the world. Mm-hmm. That could be a legitimate thing. You're just mad. You're just mad at everybody. You're just upset. I was in front of someone that was for sure mad at the world, but they, they honked at me the other day that um, I'm sure there's something more going on than just the way I was driving. I was not going that slow. I don't go here driving this slow. So. Maybe it's just the mad at the world. But show of hands, who is someone you like to um, blame for something? <laughs> you want to blame somebody else? There's at least a few of you that have something. Then maybe, maybe the rest of you are perfect. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> How do I do it? Instead of, time, instead of being a thermostat, I would love us to look at 
this year, this season being, um, um, or instead of being, I want us to be thermostats that change the temperature instead of complaining that it's too hot or it's too cold. I don't know um, if you're ever that way, that you just have, you always, it's just not right, it's just not perfect. I want this this way and this, it's not going to be that way. It's not ever going to be everything you want, especially Thanksgiving Day will not be that way, especially Christmas Day, especially Christmas Eve, especially your first day of school or the first day of church or your first day of work. It's not going to be perfect. Don't be the one telling the temperature. Everybody knows the temperature. Everybody knows when it's too hot. Be the thermostat. And I ask uh, this question, how do I do this? How do I do this? Let me remind you of something before we go on. Jesus called us to be life-givers. Jesus' streams of water would flow out of us. Jesus takes us over our lives and says, say goodbye to the old man and hello to the new man. We are raised in Christ. You're seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Life is found in when your world is set apart. Your world is supposed to be a city, like, like sitting yourself on a hill and shining light so that everyone can see it. That's the way we're supposed to live. But the thing is, I don't know if you have a mirror at your house, but the Bible is called a mirror in our lives. And it's supposed to mirror who we are. And the mirror that I see sometimes when I read the Bible is, I'm not uh, who I am. I'm not who I used to be. But sometimes I go back to that. I look in the Bible and I see that I'm a bitter person. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm bitter. I'm bitter at this. That person. Particularly people. I'm just upset. I'm discouraged. I'm depressed. I like to complain. I like to criticize. It's a lot easier to criticize. It's a lot easier to say, I don't like that. Oh, I don't really like that. I like your tie. I like your shirt. I like who you are, you're such a great person. I just love how you just always exude joy everywhere you go. I think about that to my lady today. But I probably could have said, well, you know what, I don't think you can handle it, or something like that. And I know that she can handle it, so I can say that. It's much easier to criticize and judge. Um, I want to read a scripture I want you to find in your Bibles if you have it. It's in Colossians chapter 3. And don't put on the screen yet. I'm sorry about that. Just be ready. Um, I want to read uh, this out of the message first. And then we're going to go to a less paraphrased version. And, um, and we're going to look at just one verse out of it, not the whole thing. But just listen. This might uh, be something you should do every day. Read this in the message to reset yourself. And this is this. And I will sit down for the reading of the word. That's just something that I just get today. It's not what we're going to do. Okay. Okay. Colossians chapter 3 it says in the, in the message, just listen. So if you're serious about living this new life of Christ, act like it. Your whole life is dead, or your old life is dead. Your new life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ. I don't want to read the whole thing, so I'll skip a little bit. It says, he is your life. When Christ, your real life, shows up, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. You know when people see you in your life, uh, 
absolute cool idea. Yeah, we just see the Lord's pardon me right now. When Christ shows up, the real you shows up. Saved not by feelings, but instead by God. A bad temper, irritability, meanness, dirty talk. You're done with all that. It's like ill-fitting clothes that don't fit you. You put them in the fire. Now, words like, uh, now you're dressed in the new wardrobe. Words like insider and outsider. You don't even use those. Everyone is, you welcome. Everyone you love when you're, when you're in Christ. They mean nothing. Everyone is included. Dress in the wardrobe. God, take help for you. Compassion, kindness, humility. Be content with second place. Listen. Quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and as completely as the master forgave you. Wear love. It's your basic garment. Never be without it. Cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ have the run of the house. I love that. Let the word of Christ give it plenty of room in your lives. And sing Sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your life, words, actions, whatever, be done thanking God every step of the way. That's what you want people to see at you, don't you? When you live life like this, Thanksgiving thrives, Thanksgiving lives, you just look at that person and you say, oh man, I want to be just like them. I want Thanksgiving, like they, they are a thankful person. Can I submit to you that one of the greatest barriers to Thanksgiving and giving thanks is others. Okay. Translation, me. Not just me. I'm not the fault for all of you. You're the fault for you. You know when you point the finger, learn that in elementary school, right? Well, you're in elementary today. Three fingers pointing back at you. Mm -hmm. When you can't be thankful, it's probably because the greatest barrier is not your grandma or your mother-in-law or your mother or your, you know, you fill the blank. It's probably, don't smile at that. You smile at one of my siblings. Probably it's you. It's you. Are you lucky? <laughs> it's hard to be thankful when we have an opinion about everything. Right? Well, not when you have an opinion about everything. But do you know what I think? <laughs> Don't you do that? You know what I think? You should do this next time. When you're at a new song, please say with people from here. And they say, you know what I think? Say, no. So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you should say that. Because probably what's going to happen next I do this, but they, 
They just can't sneak in, you know? And then how much does it escalate when it's not uh, the teacher at school or it's someone in your family and you love them and you're hurt even more or it's someone close to you or someone you expect to um, come through for you? And I, this is not a new thing, but I'll say, um, I know, I've always looked at, looked at pastors and I assume they never do let me just tell you, they do, right? So don't ever put me on a place, and this is not what it's about today, but don't clap too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't ever put me in a place where you think I'm not going to do something wrong. People are going to mess up. They're going to offend you. They're going to let you down. And when it's your mom, or when it's your daughter, or whatever, you take it personal, and you're offended. You did this. I tried to do everything right, and then you do this. We explain it like it's like they did it on purpose to us, and that's probably not the case at all. Paul wrote Colossians 3 at a time. Um, you can put it up on the screen. Um, we're going to look at two, two verses, 12 to 15 verses, I guess. And he wrote this in a time when um, he could have been very offended, right? Paul was um, just beat, probably. For, for events that they blamed on him, that he was, he was unjustly incarcerated. <laughs> Truthfully, he got put in prison, and he'd get out of prison, and he'd get put back in just for speaking the name of Jesus. Yet, he seemed, I'm sure he was offended at times, but he never seemed to be offended, and this is what he wrote to us and to anyone else that needs to hear it. And it manages to get out its God's words, of course, to us. It's not his words. And it manages to get this out because he knew there would be a 2017 and a Colorado Springs and a, and a middle-class uh, group of people, lower-class or upper-class, and that they would be offended by things and that they have everything they need, yet they seem to find reasons to complain. And he wrote this to you, okay? Not to me so much, but to you. Colossians 3, I'm going to read in the New Living Translation. And it says this, since God chose you, you're like, well, God, I didn't want to be chosen. I'm not asked to be chosen. Well, he chose you. And um, if you're here today, that doesn't necessarily mean you're chosen. It just means maybe you're lucky to be chosen or you're lucky to follow Jesus. But he lets you make the decision. But he chose you long ago to be the holy people he loves. He knows who you are right now, and he's going to uh, stay with you until you get to where you need to be. And he says, you must. You don't have a choice. Once you fully surrender, once you empty yourself, once you make a little room in your heart, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. That is a mouthful right there that we don't do. 99.9% .9 of us need help with that. And the other person needs to help with lying. And it says in the first chapter, verse 13, it says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. I like that, that it says make allowance. And I would like to say it like this. Make room for other people's faults. Okay, well, I would like rather no one offend you. Well, they are. You're going to be offended. You're going to be discouraged. You're going to be let down. 
You're going to be depressed. You're going to, you name it. You're going to have reason to criticize. You need to make room, and I need to make allowance for each other's faults because it's going to happen. Remember, the Lord forgave you. Do you know what you, how much room God has made in his heart for us? The least we can do, you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with above all. <laughs> I just got something to say. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes only from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, say one. One. It doesn't matter what church you go to, if you are in Christ, you are one. One body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. We have a focus problem in the United States and probably everywhere. They have a focus problem too. When focused on wrong and offenses, there's no space, there's no room for freedom to live as Jesus has called us to live. Everybody smile. There's no room for thanksgiving when we are focused on me, on Mark, on Mary, whoever you are, when you're focused on yourself, there's no room. It's like the grump who, who uh, was stuck on top of the, of the house uh, in a flood, and um, someone came by uh, right before it got too bad on the tractor and said, it was the neighbor, I'll, I'll take you out here, come get on my tractor. And he didn't like the guy and he said, no thanks, I, I won't go anywhere with you. And then a helicopter comes because the flood got a little bit deeper, you've heard this before probably. And, and he says, you're being too loud, you're driving me crazy, could you get out of here? Yeah, I'm upset, it's too, too much noise. And then the helicopter leaves. And then a nice an, an Man comes um, that is not the same race as this man, and of course he's offended for some reason. And he says, No, thank you, I won't go anywhere with you. And then he prays, Oh God, please save me. He says, I sent you a tractor, I sent you a helicopter, and I sent you a canoe. You listen, I already, I already, I was there to save you, didn't you? Because when focused on offenses, we cannot be helped. When focused on offenses, more importantly, we can't be thankful. The man sitting on his roof couldn't be thankful because he was so worried about what that person did. We sit up on our roof. We sit up on our high horse. I don't know if you got a communion who came in today. That's kind of funny to say, but I don't know what's we call we're calling our little communion packets. And if you have that suit jacket on, they already provided inside your suit jacket. <laughs> uh, but some of you didn't want to dress up, but that's okay. <laughs> Joe, thank you. This is my first time wearing a jacket But in a minute we're gonna receive communion and all you're gonna do is peel off the top and you don't even have to receive if you don't want to, but um, we do this the first Sunday of every month. Pull off the top and there's a little cracker. 
We call it a cracker again, we're gonna meet that together, we're gonna drink that fun over together, and we'll spill all the your pretty jacket. But I want to ask a question, and worship you can come on up to. How often do we let our offenses keep us from the life of thankfulness God desires for us to live? It's a big question. How often does it keep us from being thankful for our offenses? Let me tell you, I, um, Thanksgiving comes once a year, and I don't know if you guys have a kid's table and an adult table, but I um, have very often sat at the kid's table. Even as I got older, I seemed younger, so I sat at the kid's table. I don't know if some of you still do. And um, now I've graduated, I'm, I'm at the adult table. But there is a time in our lives when we need to graduate from the kid's table to the adult table in Thanksgiving. I remember for me, if you need a uh, cup, just kind of raise your hand and we'll bring it to you. Right up here is one. Um, I know for me, uh, at Thanksgiving, as a kid, when we go to Grandma Blugent's house, I did not like the food. And they would tell me, try this, try this, you're going to love it, it's delicious. And the only thing, the only thing that I ate at Grandma's house was um, popcorn balls for, for Thanksgiving. And now, oh my gosh, I missed out on so many delicious foods that now I love. But because I was a kid, I didn't like this, I want to try this. I don't like this, and I'd complain, and like, what am I going to leave? I can't even breathe in this house because everyone was smoking. I would be down close to the ground, and I just like, oh, I couldn't breathe in the house. And uh, I just thought of that. And I would, me and my brother would go out in the hall and go back in. Um, but we complain, complain, and I would just say to us today, enlarge your. Your tin poles, enlarge your quarters, enlarge your palate, that there's better foods than popcorn balls. God's got lots of food for us, lots of blessing for us. And it's not him saying, put this down your throat, like my mom would say, you just take, just, just take a bite, just take a bite, just take a bite. And then you just make me not like you because of that. You just get them forced down. Just enjoy it, right? And God doesn't do that. Listen, God doesn't do that. He doesn't force us. But He wants blessing for us. He's got lots of room. He's got a spacious life for us. He's creating a place in heaven for us. But He's literally says, I got lots of rooms getting, getting built for you, getting ready for you. And I would just encourage you today make some room in your heart. Well, not me. I know someone else needs Or this was a good message for me back in uh, 2008. But now I'm not. But you probably still have some places that, that are offended. I want you to go there for a minute. And maybe to the worst one. Or maybe just on the surface. If you just want to say, you know, I'm mad at the world. I'm mad at the construction. I'm mad at people that honk at me. You can stay on the surface. That's, that would be a good step. There's probably a situation. Some of you, this is your uh, probably your fourth location as a as a body of believers. I've only been a part of this church for a year, but um, this last move was um, brought on by something kind of abominable to place soul, but it was probably more God's will because He moved me to move on to 
grow um, but whatever the events, try to leave it. Try to start to leave it at God's, at God's feet. Um, if I ask them to put you repetitive, how many of you are distracted by yourself, by your grudges, by what information you have, how many people want to criticize, etc.? You know who you are. We're going to God's table here from the Thanksgiving table. And the reason that we do this is to remember that we are forgiven. Jesus brought his friends together and they always did this for another reason in the past. But the first time they did this with Jesus, um, or the last time they did this with Jesus, is the reason that we all have for today. And that was because he was trying to tell them, this is not about um, remembering the blood of the Lamb in the Old Testament when God brought us out of Egypt, God brought us out of our sin and into a new life, the promised life. This is about a new life. God is going to bring you out of your old self and into a new person. And Peter and John were like, what? What if we're eating this? What, what does this have to do with you? This is my body. This is my blood. I am going to die on the cross for your sins so that you can be forgiven and so you will forgive others. And um, we're going to just listen to this song. The song starts talking about um, how our life is like a bunch of pieces. And um, all of us need to come to a place where we decide, yes, I am broken. I am broken. If you can't, and you say, I'm not broken, I'm fixed, I'm who I'm supposed to be, then you can't be used by God. He waits till you're broke, and then he brings you back to him. And he that brings you, fixes you. And it's through only through Jesus that happens. And so you can sing along, you can just listen and remember and receive this, we're going to conclude today. you a while, 
edit, and maybe this is not for you. But if you know what it is, and some of you know exactly what I mean, I know exactly how I'm not going here, so don't ask me to. But if that's not me asking, it's the Holy Spirit asking. Because I pray that what I speak, I don't have to be specific. I speak broad, and the Holy Spirit is specific to each person. And that's what I usually, I'll go up to a, a preacher at some conference and I'll say, oh, I love the way you said this. And I'll say, I never said that. It's because if you're open, God will speak to you anyways. And it may even be you who said. And let me just ask you at least to do this. Take a step during this month of Thanksgiving to give something up. To start walking towards wholeness or or um, life in a certain area or a certain relationship. If it means I'm planning in three weeks to see them and Lord prepare my heart that I would be able to look them in the eye. Or if it's Lord, I need to call them today and say it's over. We're we're um, we're not brother and sister anymore. No. It's over. We're not going to be upset with each other anymore. I'm going to move on. Not because they deserve it. You understand? You can open your eyes just for a minute. It's not because somebody else deserves it. It's because of what you deserve. You deserve punishment. You deserve God to come down on us. But he gives us forgiveness and, and mercy and grace in the place of wrath. And because we were given, we must also give. We must also make room. And if you don't want to make room, well, you don't know what they did to me. The chances are they probably don't even know either. They probably have forgotten. It's probably not a uh, point of contingency of them. They're moved on to hurt somebody else. And it doesn't matter if they ever get fixed. It's you that needs to get fixed. Because God, oh, this is great. Because God wants you to live in freedom. He wants you to live in thanksgiving. It's a much better life to be a thankful person. It's much lighter. Life is brighter, you understand. So if you're here now, bow your heads. And just have a um, privacy. Imagine what your month could look like, what your life could look like if you look past offenses in every situation. Imagine how. easier would be to give in the season of giving if you were if, if those things weren't there. If you're here and you know yes, you've been reading my mail today and you're saying you and you're talking to God. Holy Spirit, God's presence in this place. He is here. And you would say, God, you've been, Father God, you're reading my mail. I just, just lift your hand up and say, yeah, I need to do something. Right back down. You need to do something of yourself to say, I'm taking a step 
It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may be Thanksgiving Day or it may be next year. But I'm taking a step today. I've been criticized too much. I've judged too much. I've been offended and I take it personally. Whatever it is. It takes guts. It takes humility. Colossians 3.15 Tenderhearted mercy and humility. Put those on. It says in the Bible, clothe yourself with those things. Get off the ill-fitting clothes that, that say, um, you know what, I'm never going to admit that I've done anything wrong, so um, no way, no reason why I am. Take those off and put them on the fire, as the message version says. And then we're going to receive communion together. You know, open your eyes. And some of you are glad that I could press it with you. Because I sense that I could just stay in this moment and press it. And press it until you do what God has called you. I don't know what that would be. God knows. He's speaking to you. And even as we receive this together, it's called a celebration. So it's almost like opening up. So good. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to burn the anger in the next video. Open up whatever it is you have. And if anyone can spill it, I can. If you have a microphone in your hand, just sit it down because it's a lot easier to tell. <laughs> and sometimes I joke, and the reason is because I know the laughter is good because it opens us up. And we need to we need to smile and we need joyful. God has there's so much joy in, in Jesus. But uh, would you hold your bread together? This is symbolic of Jesus' body. And as he said that um, he said that um, every time you receive this, you're going to be good for us. And I just want to say it like this. You're going to take this today and believe that he forgives you. I hope it's a celebration of what you're going to do this morning as we can take this together. And the body both represent forgiveness. This particularly represents um, like almost like God's blood is coming in us. That get the life giving of the master in us. And when Jesus walked this earth, there was not a moment of offense in his life. Yet he's the one that died for us. He was the perfect sacrifice. And he dies because he knows that we are going to um, mess up. And he never messed up. He's here to forgive us. Receive this today, the celebration that I am going to live by a different person as I live this place today. Wouldn't it be great if we could live without offense this, this month, at least this week, this year? It's not a life without rules. It's a life of freedom in Jesus. Would you stand with me? This is the first time for some of you that you actually that you actually could see me during service. Because in our other service room, it was like all flat, and you didn't know who the guy was up there, and there I am. Uh, we're glad that you're here today. And um, brother, brother Jay, you look so handsome. 
Would you follow the secret today? How come it was that we all decided to just dress up today? Come on up here. Come on up here. Uh, your, your mom and dad, Chaplin, had a favor another church today ministering, and um, uh, you're not taking the place. You're, you're your own person. You pray how you want to just close and say prayers as we need you to. Thank you, Pastor. We all bow our heads and close our eyes. Father God, I thank you for this beautiful day, Lord God. I thank you for this place that we can come together, Lord God, and worship you, Lord God, be with each other, Lord God, and just have some time together as we go. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible for you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.